You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Yes. I wanted to do it again because it's Halloween. I just feel like doing it all Halloween. So I just want to do that accent. <laughs> it's creepy. You know, it's because Halloween's my favorite damn holiday. Is it a holiday? It's a holiday. Is it? No, it's just, a, well, it is. It just bums me out that I can't have people to the house to carve pumpkins and you you were at the last couple we won the last one yeah shut up i didn't yeah you won the carving contest i am the worst artist in history and i did not win i never even so it's for me it's fun because i just go i'm not gonna win this no one's gonna ever consider me i think i was yeah last every year uh but you know and then the haunted houses that we go to my friend john and a few other buddies and then um Universal Horror Nights can't really do that. We, we we can't do that. So it's like, fuck, what can we do? But you make the most of it. Like I do the horror zoom every week and I, you know, we watch horror movies and my friends are all in there commentating and sort of going, that's the worst effect ever. <laughs> and it's just fun. It's at least you feel like you have them. Uh, I want to thank everybody. We got a great, some great episodes. Uh, thanks for listening. Of course, follow the handles at inside of you podcast on instagram and facebook at inside you pod on the twitter love looking at the messages please subscribe um if this is your first time if you're uh, a Stephen amell fan and you haven't subscribed to the podcast uh, listen to it and if you like it uh you know stick around for other ones subscribe you know how it goes i'm not gonna get into that it's like you either support me or you don't and if you choose not to you go to hell I'm just kidding. I don't really want you to go to hell. It's Halloween, so that's why I thought it was good. Uh, thanks to my patrons, my patrons. Uh, if you want to join the family, it's a, it's an amazing thing. I talk about it a lot, but uh, I, the support is overwhelming from the patrons. Uh, you get a lot of bonus material, and you get to ask questions to guests, and there's a bunch of tears and fun and YouTube lives, and it's just a big community, and so many friendships have spawned. Spawned? Yeah. That, yeah. Okay. Are uh -huh. you spawned? And yeah, so if you want to go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash inside of you, uh, you could join. And I always write a message to new uh, joiners, <laughs> new members. I always do, dude, thanks, man. And I say Rosie, so it is me. I don't have somebody message. I think you hate that when somebody goes, oh, thanks so much. And you're like, was that them? No, it's me. I respond to all of them. I send the merch. If you go on the uh, inside of you online store and it's wrapped shitty when you, when you get something like this awesome th uh, freaking Tumblr. I send it. And then when I see people go, oh, my autograph, because I get you can autograph them too. My autograph smeared. I'm like, I send it. I get my new one. It's authentic. It is That's authentic. Then I send but another you, one to them. I don't give a you shit. You don't want to print it on there. You want it, you want the Sharpie to rub off. That's real. <laughs> I, I don't know how it did. I blew it. That didn't sound good at all. But I just I kept you know, and I, you know, and I thought it looked dry. <laughs> and uh, every once in a while. Was that a beer or was that a fresh, crispy, sparkling water? Cracking up with a cold one. Cracking up a cold one. You know, in this episode with Stephen Amell, uh, I also brought up Ryan's rap thing. What's it called again? <laughs> Recap raps. Recap raps. And Ryan did a while ago, and I was in one of them. I did a little thing where I, you know, Lex is chilling, but he does this rap for the Arrow universe, like all the seasons or whatever, like that. And I told Steve, Stephen Amell about it today. And he goes, yeah, I know that. I was going to post. And anyway, if you want to check that out, where could they go, Ryan? Uh, well, they're all on uh, the Warp Zone uh, YouTube channel. Uh, people who know me probably know about that. But what's funny is because uh, the first time I met Stephen, I was going to bring it up because I, I, I had this whole rap. But because uh, there's OK, so there's a lot of seasons of Arrow. 
Right. There were a lot, and I hadn't seen one of them. So you had to watch an entire season. So in like when we two decided days. when we decided that was going to be the upload, I had to sort of find a way to condense six seasons of Arrow. And so I read a lot of blogs. They're like, here are the sixteen episodes you need to see. Saw a lot of clips. Read a lot of Wikipedia. Uh. And so basically, like in order to find a through line through it, the only through line I could find is that they do a lot of shots of Stephen with his shirt off and working out. And so over the course of the rap, I thought it'd be funny to sort of slowly sort of drop the the machismo of being a rapper and sort of like <laughs> fall in love with Steve. So uh, I had a lot of fun doing it. But then when he came here to do the podcast, um, had he not had a panic attack, maybe we would have brought it up the first time. <laughs> right. The first episode, if you didn't hear of Stephen and Mel before, he had a, had a panic, attack, panic attack on the show and had to leave early and then came back and finished it. And one of the things I will say about Stephen is, dude, if you're listening, thank you. Because there's, there are a certain amount of my uh, friends or, you know, and I didn't know Stephen other than I met him at a, a convention and, but he did the podcast and then he did it again and then he asked to come back. He's just, a, what I love is he's a, actually a fan of the podcast and he thinks it helps a lot of people and he thinks it's, uh, it's, it's good. And that means a lot to me. And one of my peers, one, somebody that I, I respect and that the fact that he likes the podcast. So today he had some really, you know, interesting news. He called me and said, Hey man, I want to talk about it on your show. And I was like, wow, thank you. So when you hear this, this is, uh, you know, I commend him for being so uh, open and honest. And that's what we look for in the show. And I think the more people open up and, you know, somebody asked me, how do you get people to open up? And I go, I think that you just, you open up yourself. You know, what, hap- you know what happens is normally when I look at it, when I'm writing notes, is usually around like, like 30, 40 minutes. Right. That's when like, like some like really big, emotional stuff gets dropped really it's usually around that time wow i don't even i didn't even know that it takes a little you know it takes a little greasing there's no rhyme or reason i and i don't try to do that i think it's just it it just happens sometimes it doesn't sometimes people are closed off a little bit most of the time people do open up kevin smith last week (laughs) he he was an open book he was was an open book but he really talked about the whole chasing amy lauren amy lauren what's her name lauren adams lauren yeah joey lauren adams yeah and that and that kind of got deep and i was like wow i didn't know any of that so uh that was really intense and and uh you know so anyway that's it you guys know the handles the store uh rosy pant the code is rosy pants one for 15 percent off the online store a bunch of autograph mugs and tumblers and shirts and tank tops flip-flops wine glasses etc etc uh go to inside of you online store and uh, thanks for supporting the show let's get into a very big episode and thank you all for uh joining me once again ryan always a delight to have you my man uh let's get inside of Stephen amell it's my point of view you're listening to inside of you with michael rosenbaum Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Dude, it, what, what background is that? It looks like you're in space. I'm in my guest bedroom. Have you heard of wall art? I'm laying against the head headrest of a bed. Oh, I see. It's very white. I kind of like this. It's very 2001 Space Odyssey. Was it 2001? Uh, are you, is that, was that a serious question? What? Are you really asking what your, the movie... Blank year a space odyssey was well i questioned myself a lot so i was wondering later on they're gonna go uh that was 2021 what do you no it was 2001 it was a kubrick film yeah it was yeah kubrick yeah you, you've never met my buddy nick he's a giant kubrick fan and uh anytime i see him 
I always tell the same joke and it pisses him off every time I go, man, I've only seen one of his movies and I don't know if I need to see any, anything else. Have you seen eyes wide shut? And he'll be like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, man. Hey, who finished that movie? Didn't he pass away and someone finished it? Was it Spielberg or did he make it through that one? I think he made it. No, I think he made it through that one, but he died before it premiered. Cause I distinctly remember watching entertainment tonight or something of the like, and watching Goldie Hawn be very dramatic and just go, thank you, Stanley. Thank you. I don't know why I remember that, <laughs> but I do. Do you, would you act with the director that obviously let's see, say you didn't know he was that brilliant. You didn't know it was Stanley Kubrick. It wasn't like his third film or even second film, but this first guy and he's just, you know, and he just wants take, after take and he's typing on the computer and he's typing new lines for a scene that you're going to shoot in two hours. Would you work like that? Or would you, would, how would you react to that? Well, I mean, if I didn't know, if I didn't know the person, I might get, I might get annoyed at a certain number of takes because I get annoyed at a certain number of takes. I was doing a short with my wife um, during the early part of the pandemic and even even with her in front of all of her friends, I'm like, she's like, let's do one more. I'm like, you got it. You, you got it. So from that standpoint, I don't like doing a ton of takes. So, but then again, if I was going into it with someone like, who has the reputation of doing a lot of takes? Like Fincher has the reputation for doing a lot of takes. Right. I've heard. Um, I, I sort of like set my expectation, but in terms of writing new lines, I don't care. My showrunner right now, Michael Malley, is um, on set all the time, which wasn't always going to be the case, but is it, you know is the case now because once you get to Atlanta, we can't really go anywhere. So he's there all the time. He's constantly writing new shit. Writing new shit I, for I that. It. I love it. On that day, so I actually did a table read for a script that he wrote years ago. And it was, oh, yeah? it was up the street. It was Michael Malley. It was at Scott Con name dropping Scott Con's house with me and Giovanni <laughs> Ribisi and Michael Malley. And we read a script that he'd written. It didn't come to fruition, but he was a super guy. And I knew him from New York, just a yeah. really baseball cap, fun loving guy. Um, and he, so he's writing lines for you on heels right now on the day that you're going to say later in the day. On the day. Yeah. Things are, you know, things are shifting around. Try this, say that. Let's try things this way. Um, also, our director, Pete Siegel, who's directed a ton of things, most notably from Tommy my Boy. Tom, Tommy Boy. Well, his wife's my dentist. He directed me in a pilot, and then the fucker promised me, he goes, if you do this pilot for me, Rosenbaum, I'll put you in my movies. And he never did. Listen to this. Funny story. So I'm, 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 Linda's, Linda's cleaning my teeth, his wife. He's best dentist, I think, around. And you know, it's so Hollywood right now, but not, I'm telling the story. And uh, she's like, you know, you should definitely work with Pete. And I go, you know, there's, there's, there's a couple of roles that he's doing in this uh, movie. It was at the time. It was like, I don't know what it was. Longest yard at the time. I mean, it was years yeah. later. And I go, yeah, well, no, I don't, you know, he's like, she's like, what? I go, well, you know, Pete promised to put me in a movie after I did his pilot. He's like, what? I go, no, nah, I don't care. I love Pete. He's a great guy. So listen to this. The next night I'm out with some friends and all of a sudden I get a call and it's Pete. And I go, hey, Pete. He goes. Rosenbaum, hey man, listen, I'm out to dinner with my wife. I'm outside right now. Hey, I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm like, wait, what? 
He's like, listen, no, no, I, I love you. I'm always thinking about you. And uh, Linda, I go, I was, oh, I was, I was totally kidding around with. I know, but she's, she, she thinks I'm an asshole because it was so funny. Oh, Pete, I love you. I, I didn't think that. I didn't think that. He's such a sweet dude. Such a good dude. He's such a sweet dude. So easy to work with, right? Oh yeah, hundred percent. He gets a little. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say impatient at at times, but he likes things to be done in a in a you know in a in a very in a timely fashion in terms of setting things up, uh, communication with the crew. I can see every once in a while that he's getting a little a little impatient or a little irritated, but certainly not 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 in a bad way. He just wants it to be good. He want yes, but he also wants to have as much time as possible with the actors. Right? He's not he he very much once they block the scene, like he sits back and he lets the DP and and everyone do their work and get set and set the shot. But then when the floor is his, he wants the floor to be his, which I totally respect. Are you someone who's like always, and we just jumped into this thing and I want to get into stuff, but do you, uh, you know, I think we all are as actors, but are usually like, if you got it, you got it. Or do you like, I want another one. I need another one. I want another one. Do you do that? It totally depends. Not often, not, not often. Unless like, unless I have an instinct for something or, you know, on occasion, um, maybe my initial instinct is wrong and then I get a note and I get it. And the director goes, all right, we got it. But I'm thinking to myself, that was really the first time that I did it that way. You know, I, I don't know if I was necessarily thinking everything through correctly. So maybe give me one more, but not that often, not that often. How much of a departure is arrow from this character? Obviously you're a freaking wrestler and you're like, you know, you oh, man, it's so different and so cool. Um, Getting to do an accent, which is cool. Let me hear the accent. No way. 100% no. <laughs> well, what is it? What kind of accent is it? Maybe I could try to do it. You could tell me if I'm close. A little Southern, little George, little, little, little Georgian, uh, little Georgia accent. All right. Uh, we've got a dialogue coach on set all the time. And, and the only unnerving thing is that he's given me like two notes and they've been very small corrections. I, I really wish more. I really wish more. He's like, no, no, no. You work on this word and this syntax and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, but he hasn't. And to Mike's credit, getting back to Michael Malley, there are certain words with the accent that just don't, do not feel right coming out of my mouth. Sure. So we just, we just change them. I mean, not, 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 fundamental like integral stuff but just i don't know certain certain less words more phrases just don't feel totally natural so there's that aspect of it um like let's change knucklehead i don't want you to use the word knucklehead anymore <laughs> don't sound like you doesn't sound like you're saying it right so just say noggin <laughs> something like that, something like that. Yeah, noggin. <laughs> uh, you know the character's funny um or at least has funny moments, which is certainly a departure from certainly a departure from Arrow. Um, he's an adult, which is not. It's not that. It's not that. It's not that Oliver Queen wasn't, and certainly didn't 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 morph into one uh, eventually. But he definitely started. I definitely started the show living in you know living in my you know bedroom that i grew up in you know in, in, in my parents house 
So, you know, in, in this instance, my character's married, has a young child. Um, not even that, not even that young. Um, it, character plays eight. Um, and you know, he's in, he's in charge of a lot of people. So I don't know, he's a little more grown up and I don't know, just stylistically, uh, it's we dirtier, isn't it? Much, we move at a much slower, slower pace in terms of page count and, and and also just just the this this CW and and the way that we shot Arrow, which I loved, but a lot of it was a lot of it was very much paint by numbers. You're gonna get a master. You're you're gonna you're gonna get a master. You're gonna get a fifty fifty. And certainly in a scene between two people, you're gonna get two overs and a medium size and a closer size. And you're gonna do that in every scene, you know. Whereas We've got a we've got a couple of scenes where you know we don't we don't do that. It's not they're not big long sweeping oneers, but the camera doesn't have to always be on your face when you're talking so that you have that as an option in more the natural. Room. It feels a little more natural at times. It does feel a little bit more natural, which is I think just the basic difference between premium cable and and network television. Not a criticism, sure. but you know, just the way that it is. Yeah. We we did an interview a while ago and uh-huh. uh we, we shit canned it as some say. We just mm-hmm. you know, you called me and you're like, Hey, uh, we can't air it. Yeah. I was fine with it. I mean, like, oh, I was all right, you think we could edit it? Maybe it's like you're like, nah, I don't know. I think we should just kind of no. think we should we should shit canned. I know we just we just should just shit canned it. I I did <laughs> there wasn't anything contra- there wasn't anything controversial about it. I just didn't know what I was supposed to I didn't know what I was gonna be allowed to say um about heels and um and just in general and and this is ironic um there was a lot of nervousness around the production about perception and being one of the first productions to launch again you know in the midst of an ongoing fucking surging frankly pandemic so yeah so yeah we just waited for a little bit now i feel more comfortable well what a good segue so uh you haven't told anybody really oh no no not publicly no i haven't shot in i have not shot uh heels in exactly three weeks today i head back to work tomorrow Uh, i tested positive for COVID 19 cheese uh 15 days ago two weeks ago monday um today being i I think this is airing next week but today being tuesday october is it today october the 20th so maybe 15 15 days ago and yeah. yeah and and the thing is is that i um had already been um, I had already been isolated from work because uh, there was um, there was a positive test on the show, and I re- I repeatedly tested negative uh, through the week, um, but but ultimately for whatever reason came down with symptoms the following Monday. Got tested on the Tuesday, and um, I've actually been cleared to go, go back to work since Friday this past Friday, but they didn't know if I would be cleared 
for sure until basically this Wednesday. So they have been building other stuff into the schedule. So as a lead actor, you're getting tested on set every day or every they check. Well, they check your temperature, I believe, every day, right? When you arrive on set every day, you have your temperature taken. You can't just even if you're at the studio, obviously, when you drive into the studio, you get your temperature taken. Um, they scan your card. You have to have filled out a wellness report. Um, you know, have you had a fever? Do you have any of the following symptoms? Have you had exposure? Yada, yada, yada. And then you have your temperature taken. Um, and even when, you know, you're arriving at, you're arriving at base camp or something like that, when you're on location, someone's there to take your temperature. And, um, this is all being done by a company out of Arkansas called CTEH. I think they're working actually on a number, a, a number of shows, not just ours. And they're excellent. They're excellent at uh, they're excellent at what they do. Did um, you have a fever one day, or, or or were you already experiencing something? Maybe the day before, you're like, ah, fuck. I woke up, and it was the strangest thing. My fucking right ear was plugged, and I was hot and cold. I never ran a fever. Um. It, I'd say that that I noticed something. I, I started to notice something on a Monday, but didn't have a didn't have a test result. Phoned up the people at CTAH, had them come to my apartment, test me. Came back positive the following Wednesday. Got tested again. Came back positive again. But frankly, at that point, I didn't need a second positive test. Because those first couple of days just really they they just they just sucked. Um, sucked how? I w- compared well, to like how you felt. Okay, so this interesting. Um, for two nights, I was up every couple of hours, vacillating between freezing cold and boiling hot, and I'd be freezing cold because I would sweat through all my stuff. But get up dry off, change my clothes, um, get back into bed, warm up and then start sweating again. And just like the cycle would just, the cycle would just, the cycle would just repeat. Um, and the biggest thing, and really I, I felt maybe the onset of, of a symptom or two on a Monday and then, by Friday, I was feeling great, but that that Tuesday, that Tuesday Wednesday, felt very, very much like I was in a fog, like I had vertigo, actually. Um, you know, if I got up too fast, uh, it, it, I I would get <clears throat> I would get super dizzy. I was just on the couch, just laying there, and I really had no appetite whatsoever. And when you don't have an appetite, after a certain point, your body basically, at, at least from my perspective, it goes into like starvation mode. So you want to eat, but it's a but it becomes about it becomes about the like the reintroduction of food, and you're like, what's it going to be? And I don't think I I don't think I ate anything until Wednesday or Thursday morning. And it was like plain pasta with olive oil and a bit of salt. 
Did you feel, did you nothing. feel like, it was like nothing? Did you oh, so, sort of before? Because, like, I mean, you look at, you know, you're a, an amazing shape, work out, got it together, strong, blah, blah, blah. You know, they always say, be careful the, 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 the people who are, you know, pre existing conditions, which obviously that, that's, yep. that could be deadly. With you, did yeah. you did you really think you were ever going to get it? Were you one of those people like you think oh, I'm just not going to get it? I'm not going to get this. Oh, I always knew that it was a possibility. Number one, and I felt a great deal of pressure to not get it. And, and this is something that I got into once I got a positive test. Um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the mental fear. But to answer this to answer this question first, I've always been really good about about mask wearing, about social distancing. Um, just following the rules, you know, not going, not going to a, not going to a huge house party or, or, or concert or whatever, you know, yeah. Or like super large, super large gatherings where people aren't wearing masks, but I haven't been, I also haven't been totally afraid of it. Which I know, certain which I know, certain people are, and certain people have the absolute right to be. Whether you have a pre-existing condition, whether you're whether you're elderly, um, you know, my mom is not elderly per se, but um, I think that she's a little frightened of it because you know she's had a me- she's had a medical history, and you know, you just don't know. It's scary. Yeah, people, are, people, yeah. people are dying for it from it. Uh, for me, honestly, because it was called COVID, I've had to, I've had to be where I've been for the past three weeks since the past. Well, I was actually released from quarantine this past Friday. But you quarantined to to be to, before you even get went on heels to start filming. You had to quarantine for two weeks once you landed in Atlanta, correct? I had to quarantine for two weeks once we landed in Canada because we went to Canada in the summer. When we got to Georgia, everyone has to self-isolate for for five days. And then we get tested Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, and these aren't rapid result tests. Um, but, I mean, you're getting them at – if you test positive, you're getting a phone call at – you know, six, seven o'clock the next morning. Otherwise you're just getting an email that says, you know, says negative. So maybe there was a part of me that was starting to feel a little invincible because I mean, by the time I tested positive, we're looking at gosh, 40 negative tests. And what are you doing in this time? You're just on set. You're not going gallivating, gallivanting around. You're not, no, right. So Who'd you get it from? Do you have an idea of who gave it to you? No, I don't. Um, I have absolutely no idea how it happened. Um, you know, I was I was out for dinner uh, in Georgia, but I I you know I did I did my own contact tracing on that one, and not finding any not finding any evidence that you know it happened it happened you know then and there is there a relief to it so, is there a relief that you have it and you're just like now we have the antibodies and now it's almost like oh there's because here's well, also the, there yeah. is now except there wasn't when it happened the the, the 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 most difficult part about it 
And one of the reasons that I want to talk about it right now is is what whether or not you're you're frightened of it, there is a lot of fear mongering going on about it. And there's a lot of there's a lot of conjecture and there's a lot of people that are you know basically trying trying to scare the shit out of you a little bit because when it happened and when I got the positive test, for me it became holy fuck. I just destroyed this show because I'm number one on the call sheet and I work every day, give or more or less. It's like four and a half days a week on this first block that we were shooting. And I'm in my head going, shit, they're going to have to shut down the production. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're not yet done the first block of two episodes. Um, you know, did I just, did, did I just ruin this? That's the first thing you're thinking of. Not, am I going to die? No, no, I, no, I wasn't worried about that. There is a, there is a little bit of a, a mental struggle because one of the things you hear about is you hear about the, you hear that the symptoms can be mild at the start. You can feel better. And then there's a relapse and things come back. And when they come back, they come back worse than before. Um, you know, thankfully that that didn't happen to me, but it's there's a real malaise that sets in and a real boredom because I'm down here in Georgia. I'm solo. What the fuck am I supposed to do? I had what can you do? There's nothing to do. They tell you, I asked my doctor, can I exercise? Not recommended. Until when? Until you've been symptom-free for 72 to 96 hours. Really? Yes. Really. So in those first, in that first bit of time when I was isolated and and kept testing negative, obviously you're not exercising. And then you find you get a positive test um, and you're not exercising. And then you spend almost a week symptom free. You're not exercising. So you're just frankly resting. How, sleeping. how, how, how <laughs> resting, sleeping. How much, how much weight did you lose? 15 pounds, 15 pounds. And how long, um, how long of time? Three weeks. Three weeks, 15 pounds. Now, that's obviously an issue when you look on camera, if they're shooting stuff, unless they're going to shoot you in clothes and things, right? Nah. One, of the, one of the great things about Michael Malley is they, when they told me that I was coming back, um, that my first day of work was going to be Wednesday, just tomorrow, we, we were supposed to start, uh, we were supposed to start in the wrestling ring. And I was speaking with the production and I, I, I just said to them, I go, guys, this is, this is a non-starter. This, this is, this is a worst case scenario for me. I haven't been able to do anything. I, until I get back into the gym, which was yesterday, I go, I don't know if I have residual, residual impact um, in terms of lung capacity or anything like that, because you hear 
about that. I don't know what the lingering effects are because, you know, when you get sick, when you start to feel better, you are not aware of how hard your body is working to make you feel better until you try to do something other than just sit around and feel normal. It's that first time when you go and do something, we're like, oh, shit. 98% of my body's energy right now is going into just keeping me at level. And so I was nervous when I got back in the gym the other day, but Mike, Mike fixed it up and I've got a good, I've got a good 10 days to be back in the gym. And one of the things that I'm hoping, and one of the things that I've, I've really seen already is that I've been training like a motherfucker. Like I, had been in the gym uh, five days a week in a home in my home gym, usually on on the Saturday or the Sunday, doing really really good workouts, mixing it in with shooting and and being active and eating well. And so, what you're hoping is that you know you're you're a balloon that deflated just a little bit, but then hopefully you're going to get you're blown, blow back up. Um, which is good. I feel good. Uh, I worked out early this morning and, um, it was leg day and it sucked, but how long does it take to get back 15 pounds? You can, in 10 days, you're not gonna get 15 pounds, but you might get five back. I'll probably get like 10 back. I really will. So you're eating like crazy and working out eating like crazy, but eating healthy. I'm eating cause I need, I'm eating cause I need calories. These are, these workouts are like an hour and 45 minutes. And, um, and, and they're, they're heavy. Like we're, we're, we're going, we're going pretty heavy with stuff because I really wanted to be thick and strong and not necessarily, you know, look sort of paper, paper thin and all cut. And like, I, like I'm trying to win a, uh, you know, a a definition competition as opposed to, um, Look like, like I can body slam, you know, James Harrison on our cast who's <laughs> 285 pounds. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time. Um, BetterHelp has helped me substantially Ryan here have been using it for a while. And I, you know, don't you notice when you don't use better help when you don't have therapy? Oh, the weeks where I miss a session. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's like the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up and it puts your mind at ease and we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small. And at times we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. 
I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash inside. Inside of You is brought to you by Rocket Money. I love Rocket Money. You know why? Because everyone should have Rocket Money because it just helps you save money. How many times do we have subscriptions that we don't even know we have anymore and we're paying so much money? It's just throwing away money, Ryan. I, I found one. You And you did it. You told I me. Found, I got Rocket Money. <laughs> I, I found one. It, I'm embarrassed to say how long it's been going on, but thank you for finding it. <laughs> My God. It was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you want to watch some show and you go, oh, I have to subscribe to this uh, this streaming dev- uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you you start streaming the show, you watch it, you leave, and you forget after this trial period it kicks in and it's they're charging terrible. you 10 bucks a month. It's, it is embarrassing. Ugh. You know, 75% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about. Before I started using Rocket Money, I thought I had, you know, like, oh, I have like five subscriptions. I could not believe it when they showed me I was paying for like four extra uh, between, you know, streaming advices and fitness apps, delivery services. It's never ending. And thanks to Rocket Money, I'm no longer wasting money on the ones I forgot about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lowering your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with the customer service for you. And I like that. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash inside. That's rocketmoney.com slash inside. Rocketmoney.com slash inside. Hey, let me ask you, do you feel like part of your rather quick recovery, even though it wasn't, I mean, it was, you know, do you think it's because how great of shape you were, how your heart was working so well, every, your lung capacity, all these things that made your recovery easier? Because someone that doesn't work out like you, doesn't have your build, doesn't have your lung capacity, doesn't have your heart, and they got it, do you think there's a possibility that they could have had it much, much worse? Yes, 100%. Um, I'm, I've watched Real Time with Bill Maher forever. I mean... I mean, that since it since it was uh, politically was it politically incorrect before it was. I mean, he's been on the. I've been watching him right. for twenty years, and and one of the things that he's he's you know constantly been talking about that uh, that that people haven't been really talking about as much is like you might get it, but and and you can't always prevent getting it, which I'm here to tell you, you can't always prevent yourself from getting it try though you might um you know i'm not the first one of of my friends or people that i know that have been uber careful and and still got it but at the same time i don't think people are talking enough about you know what you can do with your body and your diet to prepare yourself for the possibility that this might happen to you and you know that, 
I'm not a doctor, obviously. I don't even play one on TV. But (laughs) I would be amazed if being in really good physical condition didn't work in my favor. Of course. I mean, you'd think that it would have to, right? The reality is that no one one does that, though. Few people will do. Very few people are going to listen to this conversation and go, oh, I'm going to start working out and getting real healthy. They're just not going to do it. People, Um, people. I think. I yeah. think I think honestly, in maybe not exercising your body. A lot of what a lot of what Bill Maher talks about is like, what do you put into your body? You know, or what kind of food do you eat? What sort of level of nutrition are you trying to trying to maintain? Um, yeah, you know, I'm. It, it's not that we need to put a bow on this, but anyone that thinks that this thing is a hoax is out of their fucking minds. It's not. Um, I've seen it affect people recently, uh, really badly, uh, relative to me with, with real, with no real rhyme or reason to, to, to when it hit you, um, how it hit you, how long it lasts. Um, and you know, I also know people recently who have tested positive that are completely asymptomatic and and it was nothing to me. If this wasn't called, if this wasn't called COVID nineteen, I wouldn't have missed a day of work. I would have felt shitty on a couple of the days, but I I, I would not have missed a day of work. I I I have gone to work feeling worse than than I did. But you know, then all you're dealing with is you're dealing with you're dealing with a flu, or you're feeling really run down, or you're you're injured from a stunt or something, or, you know, I have dealt with right. debilitating back pain that has made me nauseous and, and stuff like that. But this is, this is, this is serious business. And, well, yeah. Well, you know why? And should, should be taken seriously. Well, not only that, because it's not about you're going to recover. It's going to be fine. The reality is you just don't know how each person is going to recover. And I don't care how healthy you look, you know, God forbid, I, you know, I, I get it and it would suck. And, but, but this fear is I, I I may feel, seem healthy, feel healthy, but maybe I have something that my body just doesn't, I have a really bad recovery or if it, you know, if I don't recover. So that's kind of the fear. Most people recover from the flu, but you know what the hardest part for me, it seems like, you know, being alone like being sick in your house all those days and no one wants to be around you and being isolated and sweating through your clothes and then putting new clothes on. And then like, it's like, fuck, you want the support. I mean, were these like moments where you're like, God, I wish my wife was right here. Yeah. Yeah. It was really difficult because, um, the, the, the day that I got tested was the day that, um, that my daughter was going to come and join me down in, down in Georgia and, uh, you know, to have to delay that, she meant that, um, she didn't actually get to come down here until after her birthday while I isolated. And so there's a real, there's a real mental, there's a real mental game that goes into this, this isolation and and it's it's just it's it's not a it's not a whole heck of a lot of a lot of fun because you know your mind starts playing your mind starts playing tricks with you and 
you know, you get a nice call from Michael Malley and you get a nice call from Pete Siegel and you get a nice call from, from Jeff Hirsch at stars who just says, you know, um, sorry, there's a piece of fluff in front of me there. Who just says, he called me up and he's like, Mr. Amell. I said, Mr. Hirsch, how are you? And he goes, don't worry about me. How are you? And I go, I'm fine. He goes, all right. Okay. You feeling okay? Yes. Is there anything that we can do for you? If there is, I will tell you. And he goes, hey, if you get bored, you ever want to call and just talk about the, the you know, talk about the Patriots or something like that, uh, give, you know, give me a call. You have my number. And that took away the, the, the fear and the, and the real anxiety that I've, I've just gone and cost a lot of people their jobs. But, you know, it only lasts so long and it happens on like day one or day two of isolation. And then, you know, and then you're just kind of left with your thoughts. I kind of wish there was like a, a COVID nurse who's like, she's like, I, I'm asymptomatic. I have, you know, or I have the antibodies. I could become your yeah. nurse and come over to your house. I, I think I'd be like day one, like, oh, you're, you're COVID. You have to isolate for the next whatever. I'd be on the phone in the yellow. Well, we don't have the yellow pages anymore, but I'd have my uh, Thomas guy. No I'm kidding. I have my phone and I'd be like, uh, yeah, hey, uh, I'd pay someone, whatever it is, man, just to come hang with me, be in the other room, <laughs> yell at me every once in a while, maybe leave soup uh. at my door. Like, I don't know. Being like, like when you're sick, there is nothing fucking worse than being alone and like you don't have the energy to get my eating enough. Am I doing the right thing? Should I take two fucking Tylenol? Do I take what do yeah. I? I mean, you seem like you get your you have your shit together, so you're not. Hey, what I really wanted, I really wanted some weed gummies. That's what I really wanted. <laughs> that would help, right? <laughs> I thought about that. Like in my head, I'm like, what do I? What do I? What do I really feel like? Yep, yep. I feel like weed gummies. I, I want something to, at, at first it was like, nah, cause I wanted to, to really, you know, shake up my appetite. And then it was more like, you know, maybe it'll help me sleep. Cause I don't mess with anything, really anything to do with sleep, be it like Xanax or whatever. I don't, I don't ever mess with I anything to do with, yeah. to do with sleep. Yeah. I was doing that way back and I just, that, that, that just, that's artificial sleep. Yeah, it wasn't good for yeah. I, I I think I took one. Um, one I took a pretty powerful painkiller one time. Um, Tramazodone. I don't. I can't. Like legitimately can't remember. Right. Um, and uh, maybe Vicodin. Well, What's Vicodin? Vicodin. Yeah, that could do. Norco. Norco. Percocet. It might have been a Percocet. It might have been like half a Percocet. Oh, perc. When I was dealing with really bad back pain. And I just never again, ever. It was like, it was trying to shut my body down, but my body didn't want, it was ugh, yuck. Yeah. I didn't like it. So, um, did anybody yeah. get it from you? Did anybody get it from you on set? Like you were positive. Do you think the makeup artist was like, uh Oh, I touched his hair. Not on, certainly not on set. So not nobody on set. set after you, uh, tested positive. No one on set was known to test positive. So that's a good mm -hmm. feeling. At least you didn't, right? Mm -hmm. Not that it'd be your fault. But. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, it, there are, there are, we don't know if, if, uh, I had some friends, um, 
you know, who, who have tested positive and frankly, no one knows, no one knows, uh, who did it and how it happened. And, uh, the truth of the matter is that it absolutely positively could have been me. And so there was that aspect of it as well, because, uh, not everyone had such a mild experience. Everyone's okay, but not everyone had such a mild experience. And that just, you know, that just rips you apart thinking that, that, that you might be responsible for something like that. And, uh, that, I'd say that that was one of the toughest parts, but that, you know, that, that would be, that would be selfish. I shouldn't be thinking about me. I should be thinking about them, especially when I'm having an easier time with it. But, um, you don't know, you don't know. And so it, it, it all becomes about, it doesn't matter how you feel about COVID. The fact remains, it's a real fucking thing. It can get really bad for people and you don't have to be brazen or be dickish about it. But if you're not considerate enough in the presence of other people to just haphazardly um, be a super spreader, because no one knows what makes someone a super spreader and, and nobody knows if they are one. Because some people who are super spenders are asymptomatic. So you have to think about community and you have to think about how it might affect other people. I mean, I'm incredibly fortunate that if, if I have to go into isolation, I have a job waiting for me on the other side. Again, thank you very much to stars for being so you know, supportive. And what they did over the past three weeks, the show didn't shut down for one day what they were able to do is mind boggling, quite frankly, and uh, just goes to show that they were prepared for it. But uh, not everyone has the luxury of, of taking two weeks off. In fact, most, most, most people don't. Mm. We are in the midst of a global pandemic and you know times are tough for a whole lot of people. And so, you know, it's just, it, it, there's actually part of me that like thinks to myself, fuck, you know, I almost wish that I could, that I could know if it was me because, I, you know, maybe that would make me feel better. Maybe it would make other people feel better having someone to, to point a finger at if they want to, you know, if they, if, if that puts their mind at ease, if they want to tell me to go fuck myself, if, if it just, if it just, you know, puts a bow on this happened and here's how. But yeah, but I think, um, you know, you got it. Look, you're, you're responsible people. We're not perfect. So for the people who yeah. actually wear masks and I get food delivered and I try to wash my hands or put alcohol in my hands yeah. and I, I go outside in the back with three friends spread out or I'll go, you know, I'll do certain things. I'm not going to shut my life down completely and the world needs to move on. Right. However, as long as we could just respect other people 
And that's, that's why exactly the right. and that's what it's about. It's never about control. And I'm not going to, I just, I don't, I don't know why it's gotten blown out of proportion. It's like, Oh, cause they don't know what we know. It's real. We know people die from it. We know some people get really sick. Even if you seem to be healthy, we know all these things it's, it's talked about too much, maybe not too yeah. much, but all it is is respect. Just, just fucking do it. Just fucking go yeah. into Walmart it, with a mask on. Yeah. That's it. We're not telling you to do anything. We're not telling you to fucking believe in this God or this just to just go. And, so you don't, I, I'm, I mean, yeah. it's, it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that one. And I, I think I was, I was, I was saying earlier, um, you know, I've, I've, I, there is, there was an element of me that thought, you know, Jesus, I, I'm, I've been tested probably more than 99.9% .9 of the population. I keep coming back negative. I'm in excellent health. I rarely get sick. I'm well, immune. I fuck. I, you know, you're not all the way there, but I'm wrong. I fucking got it, and it sucked. And that being said, you know, I wasn't at the level of uh, we're not leaving our house. That's it. Um, waiting for a vaccine. I very much believed that. I very much believe that life needs to go on. My wife and I traveled during the pandemic we traveled we traveled traveled with our daughters we you know saw people on a regular basis knowing uh knowing that they knowing that they had been uh tested um, and you wore masks and you were safe and and you wear masks and we and we go and we meet outside and um i have a lot of friends who aren't even you know who aren't even comfortable with that and um you know that's that's perfectly fine. I do think I do think that life needs to move on a little bit, but that doesn't one thing doesn't need to stop you from doing right. Stop you from doing the other. That, if anything, yeah. in the, in, if anything in the aftermath of this, I am going to be more uh, more stringent in terms of always making sure that I have a mask on at all times, unless I am to my destination. Right, like. You don't need, I don't need to fucking wear one in a car, but the minute that I get out and I do something, right. put a mask on, right? When you're in an airport, you're on a plane, you put a mask on, uh, it, it just, you just, just wear a mask. I'm actually yeah. quite frankly, really astounded based off of not knowing what I was coming into, how respectful everyone in the area of Georgia that I'm living, uh, is, is, is being, but, and, and to, and, you know, we've had, I think, ultimately, uh, three positive tests on our show, um, one during production, two, well, two, my, myself included, uh, during production, and one in a very early part of pre-production. But you're dealing with hundreds of crew members. Um, I've done scenes with, uh, I've done scenes thus far with um, a lot of background performers. Have you kissed uh, anyone? In, Did you have to kiss anyone? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I've married, I've married on the show, um, and uh, yeah, and our wrestling scenes, the first wrestling scene, apparently they had like 80, 90 extras in there. Every single one of them is being tested. Every single crew member or certainly most of them are are going home to their families um and you know they're not going through the same protocols 
that we're that we're going through. They're spending all all fucking day every day. If you're not an actor on the show, you are wearing a KN95 mask. Period. Full stop. That's it. Right. Which I'll tell you the upside of that. People write their names on them. So I learned everyone's name really, really fast. From their mouth, that's it good. Because it, it says their name on their mouth. <laughs> yeah. I, it, was a, it, was a, it was a suggestion of Michael Malley, actually. Yeah. And, it, and it was great. But um, once we're done the podcast today, actually, I'm going to get a haircut and to shave because I haven't done either one of those things in three weeks. And I'm really excited to see the crew again. I mean, we were just, we were just getting started into into a rhythm you know and and then all of a sudden it just blew up but on the positive side i don't know that i'm now immune i don't even know frankly how the whole antibody aspect of it works um i do know that there's a possibility that i could test positive for another 90 days i don't know if you knew i don't know if you know the science behind this but you can there's such a thing as what they call it. It's a really unfortunate expression. It's called viral load. And um, it's measured between zero and 50. Um, zero is the worst, which I, is counterintuitive. But once you get above 40, you will still probably test positive, but you're no longer contagious. You're you're expelling dead virus, right. basically. Shedding and viral shedding, or maybe viral that. shedding. That's right, <laughs> and that can last for a really long time. So, um, you know, on the show right now, uh, certainly for the next for the next little bit, um, having having gone through having gone through the symptoms, having gone through a positive test, having gone through. Uh, my my period of quarantine and having been asymptomatic, um, you know, now for for well over well over a week, um, I, I don't actually get tested for the next for the next little while because if I test positive, that 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 flags me, and then you have to get to the contact tracing again. And um, you know, um, my buddy Michael Rooker, actor. Uh, you know, yeah. Henry Porsche's Circular Guardians of the Galaxy. So I, I FaceTimed him one day. He's like, hey, buddy. I'm like, where are you? He's like, I'm in my trailer in the backyard. I'm like, what? He's in his Airstream. And I'm like, he's like I got the COVID. And then, mm. You know, he's in the, and his, and his wife's like putting meals in front of his fucking trailer. And, uh, and I'm like, how is it? Well, oh my God, I'm sorry. And he's like, some days you feel like you're getting better. And the next day he's like a fucking elephant on your chest, man. And it fucking hurts. It's kind of. He felt, yeah. you know, he, I definitely could tell he, he was, it was like, you know, you get a high fever, then it feels like it's going away. And like, he, he had it pretty rough. And, um, just by talking to him, I could tell him it was, it was a shitty situation. And, uh, so, and then I've had some other friends from, you know, a friend in Nashville, she says it was brutal. Some people get through again, like you said, you never know how you're going to react. So Steven strong and he worked, you know, his lungs and all this and, 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 you know, it sucked, but he's getting through it. Now, someone like, uh, you know, someone that gets it who gets sick often might fall apart. We just, we just don't know. Um, you just don't know. You just don't know. You just um, don't know. Last time you said something about before you were going to do heels, but you didn't know if the heels was going to happen and the pandemic and all this, all this thing, the things that were happening. Right now you're doing heels, you're in the show. Uh, an idea came to you. That maybe you know, I don't know. I consider, uh, <laughs> I consider another season of Arrow. Maybe I don't know. It was just kind of the back of your yeah. mind, 
Right, you said that. Yeah, I did, and I was. I I phoned, uh, I phoned Greg Berlanti about it. I mean, it's not a. It, it, from my perspective, it wasn't a far fetched thing. This was. This was in um, early July. Um, there was a plan to go back to heels in late August, but this was also during the the summer surge that was happening in the states, where they hit where they hit daily highs, like only to be eclipsed by the daily highs that that we are about to hit now. Uh, I had just gotten to, I had just gotten to Canada. I was quarantining. It, it's, you know, I'm back in British Columbia. It feels so familiar after eight years of shooting arrow. And I'm also, you know, looking around at the fact that, you know, Canada has seen a, 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 a bit of a, you know, a bit of a bump up in, in cases, which I think was, you know, is to be expected, expected, but I mean, the numbers, relatively speaking, are, are still so incredibly low and were even lower at the time. I mean, in British Columbia, you're looking at you're looking at like less than a hundred cases a day. And and almost all of them, believe it or not, were confined to retirement facilities and uh, prisons. Almost all of them. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, if everything goes to shit, um why don't we just do another season of Arrow? Because <laughs> I want to work. Yeah. So I called Greg up and I said just that. I said, look, I I hope this doesn't happen. But if everything goes to shit and you guys can't get actors up here because of, you know, issues about mostly American actors crossing into Canada. Um, and if, and if things can't be, if things can't be figured out, um, here's the deal, man. I'm here. And if I have to stay here, I want to work. If I'm going to work, let's just figure out a way to bring all of her back and, from the dead. And what did Berlanti say? He's like, are you serious? Yeah, he goes, are you serious? And I go, yeah, of course I'm fucking serious. Again, I hope it doesn't happen. But, I mean, can we at least put it, like, on the radar? And he goes, yeah, of course. You know, fan, You know, fans are right now thinking, you know, big Arrow fans who hopefully you'll watch Heels because it sounds like it's going to be yeah. a badass show. You got a great director, great writer. You got fucking Steven. It's wrestling. It's going to be fucking powerhouse fun. I can tell you that. I'll be watching that shit. But um, hearing you say that, they're thinking, well, let's say this Heels show goes for five seasons. Maybe, maybe they do a special <laughs> season of Arrow five years from now. I, they're going to have their hopes. But but hey, you never know. You don't, We don't know uh, what happens tomorrow. So you can't say you never no, know, man. And hey, hey, listen, and I've, I've always made a point of never saying, I've always made a point of never saying never. And as a matter of fact, when I found out that, um, uh, Michael C. Hall was coming back for a limited run Dexter as Dexter, I retweeted the article. And, uh, despite what, despite what our, our president said, a, a retweet is an endorsement. Uh, I retweeted that article and I just said, this is why you never say never. And it got a <gasps> what bit does he of, mean by that? It's of, so cryptic. It Stevens being <laughs> got a bit of traction. Uh, no, you don't have to. You don't have to cut that, man. I was a little nervous about that when I said it, just because I hadn't, like, I hadn't even started exactly. on it when when we spoke. And um, but uh, no, I've, I've started now, and I'm more confident, more confident than ever 
that um, I'm more confident than ever that we're going to be able to to push through because um, you know we we've only had those two positive positive tests, but we lost other casts to um, to to having to self. Uh, to having to self-isolate right. um, for for various reasons. So the fact that we've been able to uh, the fact that we've been able to make it through without a stoppage is is remarkable. And again, a testament to everybody's hard work. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. You know, quickly about this, because I saw you, what was it, WWE, you did something a couple of years ago where you, you wrestled, and I've seen it, and well, who'd you wrestle against? I wrestled twice. I wrestled in a tag match against uh, my buddy Cody Rhodes and um, uh, Wade Barrett and Neville, and then I did a singles match in what has become AEW against uh, Christopher Daniels. Okay, so I saw one of those. It was a tag team. And you yeah. were flying off the fucking ropes. I don't know how uh, Warner Brothers, CW, didn't go, what the fucks? Don't. So my question is, <laughs> are we going to see things that are similar in this wrestling show? And also, are is the creator, is O'Malley and, and Pete Siegel, are they kind of in this, and Hirsch, what's the guy's name? The guy who runs the. Well, Jeff Hirsch runs, runs I, I don't know if Jeff is a, is a wrestling fan. But I'm just not. saying, are they, are they, are, one. but I'm just saying, are they going to be like, all right, you can't do this stunt. You can't do that. We're not allowing you to do this. Like, Guys, I could do this. I've done this. Let me do this. We haven't pushed up against that as yet. You will. Um, I, know I you. can see pushing the envelope and eventually having them having them push back i suppose but i know we are gonna we are gonna see stuff like that that look we stars in in one of the stages um i guess what in one of the stages that we have in atlanta um they took an entire stage entire sound stage and they built us a gym called the heels gymnasium got a great guy scott who's who's running the training uh there has been a stunt guy a uh, long time um you know did a bunch of um uh did a bunch of uh did a, did a bunch of the marvel movies uh and then we have luke on the other side of the stage where we have an official wrestling ring and i get all that steven i'm saying yeah. is steven gonna say let me fucking do that and they're gonna be like no you can't you're like i can do is there gonna be those moments on set where you're like i want to do this uh, I, if if my career as an actor when it comes to uh wanting to wanting to push the envelope and do stunts is any indication that that conversation will probably happen relatively soon all right that's what i was waiting for all right this shit talking with mel i knew it was coming i just thought it was a short answer uh shit talking um danielle what is the funniest thing that ever happened to you on a set something that you remember where you couldn't stop laughing where you're just like holy shit this is the best maybe the first time that i ripped my pants oliver every year on arrow would have to fight in a suit at some point 
And I think every year for the first three or four years, I ripped my suit. And I mean, like from, I mean, like from, from tip to tail, naked ass cheeks in the crotch. Just, yeah. And it's just, it's just funny just cause it, you know, it would, again, it was like it happened, it would happen really aggressively and um, everyone will get a good kick out of it. Especially me. Steph A. I'm sure you miss everyone from the CW, but is there anyone in particular that you miss more than anyone else that you could think of when you go back to set that one person like, I just miss seeing that face. I want to, I can't, I miss that person. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've gotten to, I've gotten to see Emily a few times since we've wrapped, but I don't think that I've seen David Ramsey in like a year almost since since we wrapped since we wrapped arrow i miss that guy well maybe he'll listen to this and i feel like i'll have a little bit of in an odd way and this isn't isn't one particular person and despite the fact that they were a ton of work i feel like i'll get a twinge of um just feeling left out when uh when the crossovers are happening this year, if in fact the crossovers are, are happening, I don't, I don't know. Did how. they change the name? Wasn't it called Arrowverse? What they call it now? Yeah, May, they might be trying to call it the CW verse. Oh, why? That fucking, was... that, that fucking that fucking pissed me off. Well, it's called like, Arrowverse. Why? Yeah, why change it? it? Just, I don't know. I don't just change inside of you. It's not outside. Look, honestly, of you. it's I, I. I just think that that's that's probably a marketing department. You know trying to come up frankly with content when they don't have any because i saw that ad for the first time you know normally you know on on the b side of comic-con where all the shows would have would have footage um and 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 none of them do i think some of them started um but i don't know i'm so out of the mix and you but know, you didn't and, like seeing and, and, it. You didn't like seeing it. You wanted Arrowverse. You established it. It was your show that started that. Why change the name? It bothered you a little bit. It's fine. Yeah. I don't care if they stop calling it the Arrowverse, <laughs> but you don't need to come up with a new name. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I would, I, allowed, I would, that's something hey, that would annoy it's a, me, it's a, too. It's allowed. To, it's allowed. I left of my own volition. Why can't, right? I, I, yeah. I, but... Right, I'm allowed to complain about. Why that can't things bother you? I just, last one, <laughs> Nancy D. What would you like your legacy to be? That's a hard one. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know, man. I mean, I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty cemented. Um, you know, in my in my previous job, I hope that. I hope that what's happening right now is you know people are looking at it as a as a as a transition and a next step. And um, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm really, really loving, really, really loving the work. Um, yeah. I'd like to hope that if, if people are looking at it and painting it with a broader brush, that they would just think that, you know, that's a guy that gave a hundred percent to whatever job he was doing, um, you know, emotionally and, and mentally, and certainly, as long as long as I'm capable and and don't get shouted down by the EPs physically. Well, so I think you've provided many, many, many years of entertainment for many people. Well, that I hope hopefully that would be hopefully that would be you know part of it too. That it does warm my heart that somewhere out there someone had to self isolate for two weeks and rip through 170 episodes of Arrow. Wow, <laughs> that's a lot. 
Hey Ryan, my, my engineer Ryan, you can't hear him, but uh, he does this thing. He does this rap. That what's the rap called? Recap raps. Recap raps, and he did one for Arrow yeah. for all the seasons or whatever. Recap no, raps. Sh- this, oh really? That's he Ryan. Does, it's his. Yeah. It's his? Oh man, I loved I loved those except except and I but I could never I could never repost them because. Every once in a while, it would get a little, it would get a little racy or a little, um, uh, it would become a little vitriolic towards one particular character. And so let it be clear. I enjoyed the shit out of them. Like I love, I I thought they were were great. He said, well, you just say one word. What did I say? I'm chilling. I'm chilling. He said something about Lex (laughs) Luthor in the, whatever. So he put me in one of the videos. It was, uh, it was just a quick click, but yeah, those are great. Keep doing those please, Ryan. Could, oh, please thanks, thanks man now we just we just pumped him up dude i love you i love this it, well, lastly you know what i mean you said it pretty much but for, for all those people listening um you know you got covid you're brave enough to come out and talk about it and uh about your experiences and you're lucky and you're you know you obviously talk about how fortunate you are to have the people around you and the resources and you have a job and all these things but what is what would you say to those people out there who are um, you know, just, just in, in broad terms, just, uh, about how, you know, how you feel about COVID and, and getting it and your thoughts. Well, in the, in, in, in broad, in broad terms, um, you know, it, the, the, first of all, it's super fucking contagious. That much has been, that much has been made clear to me over the past couple of weeks. It is incredibly contagious. and. Um, there are people walking around right now who have never been tested for it, who've never gotten a symptom, who are, are being brazen or are not, you know, feeling like, feeling like they want to wear a mask or not respecting social distancing. Guess what? You've probably fucking given it to somebody. And if 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 you're not if you're not careful, right? And maybe you'll never know about it. And maybe it'll never be on your conscience. But don't don't take the chance that you're gonna fucking kill somebody because you could. And um, that's not cool, <laughs> to put it mildly. This is something that you know I'm. I'm not a big believer, unfortunately, that that there's that there's a vaccine that's just around the corner. Um, you know, even if there is, uh, I don't think that um, anything, especially in the United States of America, you know, a, a place that I live that's very near and dear to my heart, um, a country that I love, despite the fact that I still can't vote. Um, you know, there's nothing about the past several years in this country that has given me the, the impression that even if there is a vaccine that's right around the corner, that it's going to be properly and evenly and, um, you know, thoroughly distributed uh, to everyone. So this is our fucking mess to clean up. And we can do it. We You really can do it. Th- there's just... 
There's there not two sides. No, there's not two there, sides to this. It's just one side. There's not two. There's not. There's not two sides. There's not two sides to this. Um, you know, <laughs> this it, it can it can be fixed. This mess. This mess can be cleaned up. And and there's just there's there's just a few there's a few real simple things that we have to do, and we just have to buckle down and fucking do them. Yeah. And things will, they will get better. You just said but, something. You just said something. I don't know why it hit me, but you said there's a lot of people walking around there that they don't even know they have it and they're giving it to people, right? So what that makes right. me think is a lot of times if I don't know that I'm killing someone or hurting someone, then I'm, I guess I'm not. Or it's like it's not a big, in other words, they don't realize. So they'll go be, They'll go do live their life, and they'll be, and, and if they give, they don't know that they might have just killed an old woman at the that that it's inadvertently. But is it inadvertently? It's not. If you're not no, being it's, safe, no, it's 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 not because if you're, it's not. It's not inadvertent. It, as a matter of fact, it's it's what's the, what's the is it? I guess advertent. <laughs> Directly, um, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna, I mean, it, no, it's 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 not. You right now are not making a conscious decision to follow health guidelines, follow the recommendations of health experts, not politicians, not, not business leaders, health experts. If, if you're not following those recommendations, and in fact, if you are just actively and willfully disregarding them, then you are an active and potentially lethal part of the problem. There's no fucking two ways about it. There's no way, there's no other way to think about it. Yeah. If, if you are not actively trying to stop this global pandemic, you are part of the fucking problem and you might be killing people. It's as simple as that. That sounds it sounds morbid and it sounds hyperbolic. It's 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 the it's the truth. Ask a doctor. We had a producer come up to set on season four of Arrow. I'll never forget it. And he sat behind Video Village, and he, after every take, he was he was hack coughing, and he it was clearly very very sick. And everyone everyone in Video Village was too fucking Canadian, including myself, meaning meaning polite and deferential to say something to tell him to get the fuck out of here. Retrospectively, oh, I that was insane. Half the crew went down with a flu that hit people yeah. as hard as a lot of a lot of people have being hit with COVID. The difference is that it has been proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that this has that this virus has the capability to be deadly. It is. It is possibly deadly, so it's possibly lethal. Number one, we know this. Number two, it's really fucking contagious. Number three, there are certain people that are really, really at risk, more so than others, if they catch it. Just a number just, four. Just just wear just wear just just wear yeah yeah number yeah number four. Here's number four. You have to wear fucking pants when you go out. You can't fucking free ball <laughs> when you go walk out outside. How about when you go to- or you'll be or you'll be or you'll be arrested, okay? Right. It's a simple societal norm, okay? We're not going to have to do it forever. Wear 
wear a fucking mask. Number five would be even superheroes get it. That's it right there. That's it. Retired, retired, retired. Are you a retired superhero? Is that what you are? You're retired. Yeah, I'm a retired superhero. But take take (laughs) one last take take one last thing from me. If I've had any anxiety, and I know that we 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 speak about this sometimes mm-hmm. on the pod, and and you know, and obviously, um, you know, I had a panic attack like on your podcast. Um, so, uh, take it from a guy whose only sense of anxiety and, and and panic has been the concept of contracting COVID, and I've never worried about the lethal aspect of it because. The numbers suggest that I will get it and maybe I'll be asymptomatic or maybe my symptoms will be light and I will come on the other side and I will be okay, which is what happened. My anxiety came from the idea that I would be letting hundreds of people down, right? It didn't even, I didn't have anxiety about the fact that I would give it to other people, which again, I possibly did which is unsettling in and of itself. But you have to understand that because of this anxiety, I have actively, actively, actively tried to avoid contracting this virus. And guess what? I fucking got it anyway. So be smart. And if you're being smart, stay smart. And if you're not, you're just, it's, you're just, you're just dragging the shit on longer for everybody else. When you told your wife, you called her up right away. And what'd you say? Oh yeah. How'd you say it? Positive. Positive. How, how, how are you feeling? I said, I feel fine. I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm a little foggy, but it was, it, for me, it was entirely the mental side, the emotional right. side, the, 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 the abrupt, abrupt, just halting of the momentum that I had personally and, and professionally. Was she freaked out? No, no. She's very calm. Very calm. I mean, wanted to know that I was okay, obviously. And, you know, and I, I wanted to know that she was okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and I wanted to, you know, I, I just... I just felt like I let a lot of people down, man. But I don't know why you feel that. I don't know why you feel that way. I don't know why you feel that way because you're getting tested. You're being responsible. You get tested positive. You're not letting people down. It's not your fault that you you have this. Now, if you were cavalier and walking around and not wearing masks and and doing, and then all of a sudden you got it, yeah, you should feel like a fucking asshole because you get you. But you didn't do it deliberately. I guess what happens is, and 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 this is not just because you're in isolation and you have all the time in the world. But when you don't know how you got it and you don't know when you got it and you can't be supremely confident that you didn't give it to someone else or a whole whack of other people, then, then that, that, plays, that plays in your head and it's supremely difficult not to become incredibly disappointed in yourself. Oh, dude, just, I'm, I'm uh, incredibly proud works. of you. 
I'm proud of you for coming on and talking about it. And I, and I, I really Thanks, th- I thank you for it. And I wish you the best. And I hope everybody's healthy and happy on set and you guys get back to work. And I, and that day comes when you're arguing, like, I want to do the stunt. Will you please just text me and say that day has come? <laughs> it's a deal, man. All right, buddy. It's Take a- care of yourself, man. All my best. And, and I'm around. All right. Thanks, right. Rosie. I appreciate it. Man. All right, buddy. Much love, man. Uh, what a treat. Wow. I mean, I, you know, I remember looking at your face and you were just like, wow. So sometimes the, in these episodes, we hear news. And again, for Steven to call me and say, hey, I want to talk about it on your show. He could have, he could have gone to anybody. He could have gone to his publicist for the for stars. He could have gone to the WB. He could have gone to uh, mm-hmm. Variety and, and opened it up there. And he said, Rosie, I want to come on your show. And, do, and that, that just means a lot. It helps, you know, I always called our podcast a little, what do I, what do I call it? Little Engine That Could. Yeah. And what's the real thing? That's the right one. It is? Yeah. I don't call it that. You, you might have called it the little train that doesn't stop or little something. little train that can't fucking move. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's like uh, I love the podcast, and uh, some people do whatever they can to uh, get the word out and and, and and get us more awareness, and uh, Stephen's one of those guys. So I really thank him not only for that, but for opening up about COVID and kind of giving us an understanding. What I gathered and I kind of talked to him about was if you're really healthy and you're you know, you, you exercise constantly. It, it might, might not bother you as much, mm-hmm. although it might. It's affected like marathon runners though. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So you just don't know one guy who's healthy as shit can die. Most likely not, but he could. Another guy, it's like, well, you're, you're not as healthy as Steven. Eh, chances are. And if you're blood type, mm-hmm. there's all these variables. So anyway, just go get checked. I mean, get tested and, um, just to be safe. Thanks uh, to all, uh, everyone who, um, excuse me, everyone who went to the stage it and watched our show this past weekend. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. We dressed up, Rob and I, and uh, we did a lot of Zooms. And uh, thank you for all the support. Uh, I, I have such a passion for music. It's not something I could truly make a living at, but I found out that in the last few years that if you love something, you do it. Not because you're making money, not because you're great at it, but you love doing it. And that's, that's where that comes from. And that's so important, you know, that I've, and it's nice when you can make something and people, you know, tip and bid and whatever, and you have enough money to make an album that's icing on the cake. So uh, we've been working really hard on the album. And uh, if you haven't heard the old album, the left on Laurel, you can find it on Spotify anywhere. You could buy it on iTunes left on Laurel saved by the ground was the album with the, my, my former band. And uh, I love them all. We worked very hard, and it was a, it's a good album. And uh, this new album will be, uh, I don't know, I still don't know the name of uh, the band. It's going to be Rosenbaum and Danson. It's like the old uh, 70s, England Dan and John Ford Coley, Seals and Croft. Simon and Garfunkel. Simon and Garfunkel. How about Rosenbaum Danson? Just like a with a dash or a I just slash? don't know. If you guys have any ideas, please. Uh, oh, yeah. If you have any messages, go to uh, hello at inside of you podcast.com. I haven't checked in about a month and a half. I've been alone here. So uh, Oops. Uh, thanks to Stephen and Mel. Also to all my patrons. If you're still listening, uh, if you don't know what Patreon is, it's I didn't know what it was. And I'll say it again, but uh, I joined it. It's people who want to um, support the podcast more on the side. And I didn't think anybody would. And so many people have joined and really supported the podcast more than you know and uh it's it's incredible and it's created like a little community and people have friendships have blossomed and uh there's a lot of cool things on there so just check out patreon.com slash inside of you 
and just check out if it's for you. I mean, um, it's fun. And uh, as I said, I send a message to everybody who joins right after they join, and hopefully they stick around. There's merch boxes for the top tiers where I actually, I sent, I put the boxes all together. I tape them up. I pick the things. I write a handwritten note. That, that's what I do. I don't like have somebody do that. So if you think I do that, then you don't know me. God dang it. Should I ask you if you can name 20 yet? Or should I wait 20? till I say them and see if you can say 20 after I name them? <sighs> Nancy D, Mary B, Leah S, Trisha F, Sarah V, Little Lisa, Yukiko, Jill E, Brian H, Lauren G, Nico P, Angelina G, Robin S, Jerry W, Emily Bob B. You're thinking, I know. I'm going fast. So you got to get 20. Robert I, Jason W, Stephen J, Kristen K, Amelia O, Allison L, Jess J. I know my buddy Ethan and Alex are listening. I hope they're listening. They may not be, but they really got a kick out of it. Like, I loved how you did that thing with Ryan, how he has to learn some. That's a cool way to kind of incorporate. You should do that. God, now I'm nervous. Allison L, Jess J, Lucas M, Raj C. Joshua D, Emily S, CJP, Samantha M, Hamza B. You won't forget that one. Jennifer N, Jackie P, Stacy L, Carly H, Jennifer S, Janelle B, Carrie B, Tabitha 272, not to be confused with. Tabitha 273. Kimberly E, Crystal H, Mike E, Marissa, Nalina, Laura Mira, Beth B, Santiago M, Sarah F, Chad W, Leanne P, Roshan. Ray A, Maya P, Megan J, Megan J, Maddie S, Tiffany I, Kendrick F, Ashley E, Margie M, Thomas T, Matt W, Belinda N, Benjamin R, Lisa J, Kevin V, Robert S, James R, Chris H, Snow R, Sean V, Anusha W, Osborne. By the sword of Osborne. By the sword of Osborne. Quit trying to do things to remember those names. Dave H, Samantha S, Spider-Man Chase, Sheila, Sheila, Sheila G. Oh, Sheila. Uh, Alyssa C, Jacob H, Misha H, William H. Wow. Deb A and Tom N. Mm-hmm. A lot of new uh, patrons, patrons. Mm-hmm. So thank you. And everybody gets a, a, a 15% off the store on the Inside You Online store. Just go to, just put Rosy Pants One. All right. Let's see if uh, I, I couldn't do this. My memory's so bad, but uh, let's even get 20. Let's, uh, let's go. God. All right. We'll go as fast as I can. Let's see if Ryan can do it. This is called, <clears throat> uh, we have to have a name for this. This is called Memorian the. Memorian the patrons. <laughs> Memorian the patrons. <clears throat> okay. And now. Tabitha 272. Asbjorn. Hamza B. Bob B. Robert I. Emily S. Tiffany I. Uh, Leanne P. Maya P. Uh, Kendrick F. That's 10. Kendrick F. You pulled out. Kendrick Kendrick's F. a hard name to That's remember. A good name. Well, I mean, it's a good I, name. I listened to Kendrick Lamar yesterday, so that helped. Oh. Um. Okay. Ryan Patrons. Emily S. Did I say Emily S. Yet? No, you said Emily. There's two Emilys. Right. Emily S. Is correct, but yeah, you got it. So you have two Emilys. So those count too. Okay. So that's all right. Eleven. Raj. Um, By the power. Oh, I said Osborne. Oh, you did. Okay. Those, um, Spider-Man Chase. Yeah. Tom, there's a Tom. I don't, I don't remember the last. There's a Tom. Yeah. Uh, Kristen K. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if we call it 15 this time? I think that's fair. All right. It's Tom N, by the way. Tom N. My memory's not great, so uh, as, as, as much as I know, when you put the pressure on, it's like if I was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, I'd shit my pants. <laughs> Uh, this has been fun. I like this. Uh, uh, Memorian 
patrons. <laughs> Next time, Ryan will get 20 correct, but no studying, Ryan. Thank you for listening to Stephen Amell. Please subscribe if you're still hanging around. Uh, send messages. I love you all. Thank you for allowing me to be inside of each and every one of you. And, uh, you know, um, any of the products and sponsorships or whatever I, we had today. And if you want to try it out, give it a shout. Give it a try. It certainly helps the podcast. Thank you for the support. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Make sure you watch on YouTube, too. Also, thank you. Ryan? Thank you. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.